Welcome everybody to the Filipino American Ministries podcast. We are your host, Henrik, and my name is Aaron. If you like this uh, podcast, please subscribe. Yeah, so welcome everyone. Uh, today I want to talk about the Filipino American church. Um, like, so what is something that is beautiful about it and what can every culture adapt from it? So I'm thinking, what I was thinking about for this question was I was thinking about the Korean church, like how they're known for prayer. They're known for morning prayer throughout the week. And it doesn't even matter what denomination you're in. Um, I think I see this in Korean Baptist churches and even and, pre, and Presbyterian churches. Uh, so that's something that uh, Koreans, um, the Korean church is good at. And I think we should, um, we can learn from them about that. Like every, every church can learn from that and be inspired by that. And I'm thinking about um, black churches. They're really good at expression of worship and gospel music. Like it's just amazing how, uh, what they do with music and how, how expressive they are in their, in their worship. I've seen like videos on, on YouTube, like about, uh, they just jam. And it's just amazing, like how how much um, emphasis they have on music and excellency in music, and even like the preaching. Um, something that I I admire is when the the preacher is preaching, he's really preaching like really expressively. Uh, he's really passionate about what he's pre- he's preaching, and also the congregation when they hear the the preaching, they respond as well. They say Amen. They they even like get up, they're like dancing and stuff. I think it's just, I think it's really cool to see that. And I think it would be nice yeah. if, I mean, maybe some cultures don't like that. Um, but I, I think it's, it's beautiful to see people responding to God's word in such an expressive way mm-hmm. and proclaiming it in such an expressive way. Um, and then I'm thinking for, for white churches, they're good at, administration and organization and following a certain schedule like having order um not saying that other cultures don't don't care about order but uh, white churches i've noticed they really have like a plan and a schedule i think that's um something they're really good at so i'm thinking about what about filipino churches what is something that they have that is that they're known for um if you think of what is the like, what do you think is beautiful about Filipino churches? Uh, I would like to read this quote from Miriam Adeni. It's a it's from an article called "Is God Colorful or Colorblind?" So the article is called "Is God Colorful or Colorblind?" So I'm gonna read that just to get a, get a, just get our our thoughts um, going. Going, yeah, to get our thoughts going. So she's not Filipino, but she was a missionary in the Philippines. So this is what she said. When I lived in the Philippines, I saw strong families, warm hospitality, lots of time lavished on children, enduring friendships, a heritage of economic freedom for women, um, the ability to live graciously on little money, sauces that extended a small amount of meat to many people a delight in sharing, skill in the art of relaxation, live limber bodies, the ability to enjoy being with a large number of people continuously. Um, since every good gift is from above, James 1, 17, and since all wisdom and knowledge comes from Jesus Christ, Colossians 2, 3, 
Such beautiful qualities in Filipino culture must be seen as gifts of God. Our creator delights in colors. He generates smells from onion to rose. He shapes every fresh snowflake. He births billions of unique personalities. Is it any surprise if he programs us with the capacity to create an amazing kaleidoscope of cultures to enrich his world? Hmm. I think when I first read this, I was it really opened my eyes that... Um, like each culture has something beautiful and something special. So what is uh what can you say that's special about Filipino churches? Yeah. Um I think one the one word that probably describes the Filipinos would be like hospitality. Hmm. If there's one thing that we would excel in, it would be hospitality. Just look at the kind of jobs that we excel in. It's like the hospitality business, right? Nurses. Pretty sure you can't go into a hospital and not find a Filipino nurse. Every hospital, not just a hospital, but every floor in the hospital has a Filipino. Yeah, yeah. If not like a team of Filipinos. Um, you know, my mom's a, a nurse. My mom's a nurse. And, yeah. You know, a lot of my friends are nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told to be a nurse, but maybe I'm not hospitable enough, but <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, if there's one thing that kind of um, describes Filipinos, it's that word like hospitality. That's probably one of our major strengths. And you can see that in our churches. Um mm-hmm. With the way that we structure, uh, n- not like officially, right? Like just the way that how uh, churches are, it's, uh, there's always room for hospitality. Um, there's always food, you know, like after the, after the service, a lot of times there's going to be adobo or some sort of food after like it's a full meal it's not like it's not just your finger food it's yeah, like a, yeah. the kind of thing where you have to sit down on a table and talk to someone mm. yeah yeah um and i think that's i think that's a good thing that's something that uh whenever i go to a filipino church i'm looking forward to the food <laughs> you know i know there's going to be some good food um yeah. but it's not just in the food you know you could see it in um in everything that uh, Filipino Filipinos do, like in churches, you could see it. There's an aspect of hospitality to it. Even when you when you um, when you go in when you go in the church, you know, um, people generally have warmer personalities. Mm-hmm. I think in Filipino churches. Well, uh, Filipinos in general, in general, I think. I mean, it's a broad brush, but. It's like always smiling. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of weird when you go in a Filipino church and not see people like smiling at you, like raising their eyebrows. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> 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 so, uh, so yeah, I think if I could describe the Filipino church, it's that one word, hospitality. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it is a good point you brought up about... Um, they usually provide food after the service. Um, I've actually seen this in um, Chinese churches. Um, I'm not sure if it's, um, I don't know if it's, this is true for every 
Chinese church, but in Chinese churches, you usually have to pay for the food. Um, but, or it's not, you don't have to pay, but there's like an offering for the food. But and in Filipino churches, there's no such, um, <laughs> there's no offering plate for the food. Everyone, it, the food is just free. I mean, I'm not saying that Filipino churches <laughs> Go are better. Go to a Filipino church so you can eat. <laughs> I'm not saying that Filipino churches are better, but um, yeah, that like the food is is given, like in, in not only in the church but also like at parties. Um, there's a lot of food. Um, you never, yeah, you don't usually have like a donut and coffee at the Filipino churches or parties. It's usually like full meals, like. Uh, yeah, like you said, mm. adobo, pancit, and rice. There's gonna be rice, and yeah, you want if you want free food, go to the Filipino church. Just yeah. attend the service. After that one, just sit down for a little bit, and then food will be ready. <laughs> you have dinuguan, pancit, adobo. Well, yeah. There's gonna be food. <clears throat> That's actually one of the things that we had a new member come to our church, and like a lot of people like who are not used to the Filipino church, they come in there like, oh, there's food here? And it's like, oh, I didn't, oh, this is so cool. You guys eat together after church. Um, but in other churches, I think they, they, they do eat together, but it's more like they go out to eat. Um, but in the Filipino church, the, the food is there right, right after service. So yeah, I think... The, yeah. Did you guys still have uh, food after? Uh, actually, uh, with, because of COVID... Oh, I see, I yeah. See. We stopped doing it when COVID happened, but yeah, it's always been there. Like we always have food. I remember there was a time in our church history where we didn't have refreshments after. Um, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Like some people were like, it is just part of the culture, I guess. Yeah. And I think it was controversial because maybe some people thought we were spending too much money on the food, but we eventually got it back. Like there was, and then actually what happens is in our church is we have like um, families who are dedicated to bringing food. Uh, I don't know if that's how it is in every Filipino church, but they have like a dedicated. rotation. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you rotate. Yeah, we rotate. On like, who handles it. But on I think who ha- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. each church decides whether um, either like, it's usually like uh, part of the, there's a fund for the food though. Oh Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it depends on the church, but like if it's small enough, then it's just a rotation. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. In our, in our church, we did like, um, yeah, I think we had like a rotation of care groups and then the care groups. But the care groups don't pay for the food, right? They do. I think. Oh, they they do pay for the food. Yeah. They do pay for the food. Like they cook their, Uh it's like a potluck. They cook their own food. They bring it to church. Oh, wow. Yeah. How's it in your church? Um, I think, I think for ours, it's like part of the, I mean, the church kind of pays for it. Oh, okay. You know, it's part of the ministries. So do the, do the families go out and buy food to bring it to church? Yeah, 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 they do. But, you know, there's still a rotation of like, you know, who's in charge, but it's not from their own. At least I don't think it's from their own money. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, that's um, yeah, and connected to food is uh, I would say like parties. 
Um, this is actually always a controversial thing in our in our church. I think our church liked having parties, so they would always organize banquets yeah. and yeah, just organize big events like social events. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like how you felt about it, but I I think I liked having social events like these big social events. Yeah, and related to your hospitality thing is Filipinos also like they enjoy a lot of fellowship. So that's something yeah. that's unique or not unique, but that's something I appreciate about Filipino churches. Yeah, I think it's kind of different. I mean, like I, when we were in the same church, like we actually had events at like places. It's more organized. Is that what you're talking about? Like the, those kind of events? Yeah, yeah. We like would, those kind of parties? Yeah, like we would go to hotels and they would have like a banquet for Valentine's. Oh, uh, like, a, like a big event. Yeah, here is it's kind of different for in my situation right now. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because of COVID, but uh, I mean, even before that, it's mostly just like groups of people. Uh, like it's almost weekly or like every other week gathering together at someone's house and there's always a lot of food, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll be at your house this week and then the next week we'll be at another house. But there's always like tons of lumpia and pancit and there's always like lots of food, <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's, it's always to... like a way to feature like, oh, this is so-and-so's cooking. This is so-and-so's cooking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's less organized in that way. But, you know, there's still that food. There's still karaoke. There's still like fellowship dancing <laughs> yeah like tita and tito's dancing really you guys <laughs> dance every week you do dancing every week uh, yeah it's just like some line dancing or whatever i think it depends it depends on who's there interesting but they make it really fun yeah i think um our church too like they our church has that that culture too where like yeah. someone is always at during the week, there's always someone at someone's house doing yeah. something. Like, I guess that's another thing is hospitality. And then there's that emphasis on fellowship. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it extends even to, like, non-official church activities. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah. know, like, you could go to a Filipino church. You're eating with somebody and they're like, hey, why don't you come over this week? Uh, our house, we uh, we have this thing. We know we're gonna make some uh, some Filipino barbecue or something. Like you just get invited. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, um, there's the uh, official church activities, but then the, but then there's the um, informal ones. Yeah, I do remember though. Like a lot of times, uh, at least when we were growing up at that church. Um, how uh like the after church meal like a lot of uh memories there even uh like whenever we have non-filipinos join the church like isaac for example i'm always like hey man like it's always an exciting time like to invite people who maybe are not even familiar with the like filipino food culture you know, after service, like, hey, you should stay. Like, we have some food. Mm-hmm. And I always remember, I kind of have memories of, like, always telling people, like, oh, this is this is kind of food or this is that, you know, like, showing people, like, yeah, this is uh, this. They're like, oh, what is this? Like, what is this, like, 
dinaguan. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Explaining to people what it is, you know. Yeah. But it's it's like a great icebreaker in a way, you know, food. Just oh, eating yeah, yeah. people. It's a yeah. great way to kind of uh, start talking to people. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I don't know uh, about you if you've ever been to other churches. I, I've worked in other non-Filipino churches. And it always takes quite a bit longer to open up to people as opposed to like, I think in Filipino churches, it gives you that opportunity to open up and to, to talk because there's food there. You don't know what you're eating. You're going to have to ask and you're going to have to sit on a table and eat with people. Uh, yeah. When we had our, our new pastor, he's not Filipino. Um, one of the things we did was we introduced him to Filipino food and we kept on, that was like a, like a conversation topic. Yeah. Starter. Yeah. We would just talk about the food and be like, here, try this, like try this. And then, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think food is, uh, one of the nice things about Filipino churches. I mentioned this before I had friends who were not who don't go to Filipino church or Filipino parties. And something they say is that they miss going, something they miss about Filipino parties is like the amount of food that's there. (laughs) The amount of food, not just (laughs) that there is food. (laughs) Yeah. I invited them to a, like a Filipino youth fellowship event. And then they, they brought food with them, like takeout food. And I was like, why did you bring takeout food? um, You were coming here. And then they were like, oh, we forgot that there's food here. <laughs> we forgot there was going to be food here. But yeah, we had like a lot of food because every every youth event we do, we provide like dinner. Even though mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's crazy too. It's like, um, even with lar- large amounts of churches who are joining us, like youth groups from other churches, we would have like a, a big dinner for them. I mean, I think this is true. This happens in Korean churches too. Because I went to a um, a, a, church, a Korean youth event from one of my friends that he was coordinating, and they also had a lot of food there too. Something that's also related to um, hospitality, I was wanted to point out is like the familial aspect of Filipino churches, like, like family. Yeah, yeah, like family. They have these phrases. Um, I'm sure, like it's equivalent to like brother or sister. Like when you say uh, brother, brother John or brother Tim. So they have these terms like kuya, ate, tito, tita, lolo, lola. So like these are terms that you that are like family. Like kuya yeah. means older brother, ate means older sister, tito is older as uncle. Tita's aunt, and you use these terms um, with everyone. So, if someone's older, you call them kuya or so, like ate, and then like your friends' parents, you call them tito tita, even though they're mm-hmm. not actually your. You're not blood related. Yeah, more like uh, I think that's yeah it could overlap uh, with like the warm personalities or warm feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationships. I, I think, like you said before we started, like these could be double-edged though. Yeah. yeah. I, I told, I was talking to Aaron that some of these things can be double-edged swords. Like these are sometimes could be criticisms of the Filipino church. 
like yeah, emphasis like, on uh, parties. The and familial, yeah, the parties. The even this familial type could be like clicky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Filipino churches can be clicky, um, but I think the way I'm looking at it is, um, I think in in all cultures there is, uh, I guess it's like tainted with sin. So that's right. Like we have these um, really good qualities, these really nice things, but there is a there is a temptation or there's a there's a taint of sin there. That I think if we were in heaven, like if we just remove that that taint of sin, it would be something great, something beautiful that we can take. So I wouldn't, I don't want to like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, yeah. Like throw it out. Like I would say, yes, there is some sin in there, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean we have to throw away the the good part of that yeah. Um, activity. Yeah, I think that's kind of like what you're trying to say. The main point is that every culture has their strengths, um, uh, has good things in it, but even these good things can become bad if, if we're not, um, uh, if we're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I think, uh, in general, Filipinos, um, one of the good things that I at least appreciate in, in the culture is that kind of family, familial like you say familial uh aspect to it i think that's like whenever you go to a filipino gathering um they always try to make you feel welcome mm. you know they always try to make you feel like your family yeah yeah and, like you go to a party uh you know they make you they they talk to you they they do things to make you feel like you know hey come here come and eat you know or like uh they ask you questions about your family they you know there's that aspect where it it's uh you know it's like a close family gathering yeah uh something i also wanted to touch on was um i think uh filipinos they they're also hard working but then at the same time, I think they have, um, I, I think this is um, controversial or subjective, but I think in general, what I've seen is uh, Filipinos, they're hardworking, but they also enjoy, or they put an emphasis to enjoy life. So They know how to party. They know how to party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think for all the Filipinos I know, like they know how to party, but they're also hardworking. They're also typical Asian like try to get straight A's. And also like something I see with my youth was uh, they they were hardworking like other Asians and they strive for straight A's and honors um, being in the gifted and talented programs. Um, but their parents didn't, didn't um, I think their parents never pressured them um, to like get straight A's or I think that's something different between Filipinos and um, other Asians um, from what I, what I can see that the parents don't um, like make them do a lot of extracurricular activities. Yeah. They don't pressure them too much to, to do well in school and they just pressure, they just um, teach instill in them the values like hard work. Um, But at the same time, they also want their kids to enjoy life. I don't know. Is that something that you, you've seen too? 
Like have a good balance of work and fun. Yeah, work and play. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I see that on a regular basis. I mean, the the relaxation thing or the gathering, I, even just the, the gathering for food, that's kind of like fun. It's always there's some element of fun to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know that they work hard too because they got to wake up early the next morning to go to go on their like 12 hour shift. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not like, <clears throat> it's not like work, 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 work. And they don't even, they don't, you know, have time for fun. There's usually, they're gonna, I think as, um, warm kind of personalities, Filipinos tend to, uh, get together more often. I think I might be biased, but I think I feel like they tend to get together more, and do more like group activities mm-hmm. uh, a lot more than maybe other uh, like other groups mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's another thing um, something else I wanted to talk about is like the how I think Filipino Americans are good at assimilating like learning how to adapt to other cultures mm-hmm I think because, like we mentioned this before, like because they speak English, yeah, they're good at adapting to other cultures, and also it might be because they were, uh, they have a history of colonization by the Spanish and the Americans. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's just well, Filipinos are good, yeah, with with adapting to different situations, right? Like if I go to um, a church that's not. Mostly, I mean, maybe that's why um, Filipino. You can throw a Filipino basically in in most situations, right? Like in churches where there's not that that many. Like Filipinos can go to like other churches and be able to adapt mm-hmm. pretty quickly. I think and not not everyone, but um, but in general, most Filipinos are able to adapt. I think. But the reverse is also true. Like you could put somebody who's non-Filipino in a a Filipino church and we're very sensitive mm. to making sure that that person is able to adapt or integrate um, integrate well into that culture, right? Like we're very sensitive about like using our own language when there's somebody who can't understand, you know, or like how that person might be feeling Mm. Uh, if they're embarrassed or kind of shy, like we're always there to like, Oh, are you okay? Or like, do you need anything? Or, you know what I mean? It's like on that flip side, I think, um, you know, the flip side of adaptability, it's not just for our own, but like, we're also, we're thinking about the other people. Mm -hmm. I guess that's part of hospitality too. Yeah. But I, but what you're saying about adaptability, like yeah, I think um, Filipinos in general, like you lived in a place where you lived in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I lived in. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't know how many if there's that many Filipinos there, but uh, Filipinos in general can endure <laughs> and adapt. Yeah, and I think um, not only ad- like adapting and assim- assimilating, I think is to what I wanted to emphasize too is like. My parents are like Filipinos in general. We go to the American events 
if an American organization is organizing, like the Promise Keepers, my dad went to that. But when I was talking to my Chinese friend, and maybe this is just specific to him, but he told me that Chinese people don't um, go to those, like they don't go to the American uh, conferences and events, and instead they organize their own. Um, So like there are mission conferences, um, but the Chinese, they created their own mission, missions conference. Um, And maybe this is probably a broad brush, right? I mean, I'm sure there are Chinese there. But I think you're right. It's because of language, probably. Um, Filipinos just they know English, so oh, they're uh, most Filipinos can speak English. So in general, we're okay with just joining. Yeah. Instead of starting our own. Yeah. So and then it's not only like they're good at English, but they're good at understanding. Like I think every Filipino is like pretty good at understanding English. Just because yeah. uh, that's the language they hear in schools and movies they watch in English. Like my cousins, they even in the Philippines they understood English, but they, they, they the thing was just they just couldn't speak it. So with conferences, they they don't feel um, yeah they're they're okay with going to um, con- like American conferences. <clears throat> and also like my Chinese friend, he told me. When there was promise keepers or stuff like that, his dad didn't see it as a, his perspective of it was like, mm. oh, that's the American, um, that's that's the thing for the Americans. And then, oh, really? Yeah. So they wouldn't generally go to those things. Um, but with Filipinos, um, maybe it's because there's a smaller amount of Filipinos, but for Filipinos, they were always like, hey, let's all go to this American not, they wouldn't say American, but they would say, let's go to this conference that that American organization is organizing. Uh, but the other, um, your friend's parents would rather have their own. Yeah, they would rather start their own or they would go there to observe and then they would start their own. But for mm. Filipinos, we, we, we just wouldn't see the need to create our own. We would just go there, go join yeah. the American um, things and I think yeah this is also a double-edged sword like I'm sure there are some people listening who are like assimilation is not good because you're losing your culture and also like there some people have criticized Filipinos for not developing their own theology because um, we assimilate yeah because we assimilate so we just adapt the American theology that we've inherited and so they are saying we should learn how to uh, worship God in the non-American way, like in a Filipino way. Um, so that's Filipino like expression, a, I guess. Yeah, Filipino expression. But I think it's it's. The, I think that's kind of tricky, and we can talk about that in another episode, because I think part of the Filipino culture <coughs> is like adapting, or like part of the Filipino culture is. Um, I think American theology is. I guess it's become Filipinoized. So to say that to remove American theology from Filipino theology, it's it's hard to do that because the way that Filipinos Filipino theology is is it's ingrained in there, so it's kinda hard to like remove it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very interesting. When it comes to the population of Filipinos, 
compared to other Asian American groups. I think Filipinos is like second, right? Yeah, in America, you mean? Yeah, in America. Yeah, they're but the second like, largest. Yeah, but we don't have as much of a voice. Oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the U.S., not because we don't speak up, but because I think part of it is because we assimilate more. Yeah, yeah, that was something in the podcast that we were listening to. Um, there was another podcast that mentioned how. In whenever there's Asian American statistics, it always has Chinese or Korean, or it doesn't mention anything <clears throat> about Filipinos. Or like if you say like the top ten Asian American actors, there's no Filipino American in that list. <laughs> But it's interesting because yeah, you said they're the second largest Asian American group in America. So why is that? And the podcast was saying it is um, probably because they assimilate. To American culture, and also because they already have that history of American um, colonization, so th uh, the podcast was emphasizing how they have like a special relationship, like Filipinos and Americans have a mm. special relationship because they were considered like U.S. nationals at some point, um, and that, I think that's also like a controversial thing because some Filipinos don't like uh, what America did. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I guess the question is: Is that like a trait that is good or bad? <laughs> you know. Yeah, it depends. It depends, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like how deep or how much do they adapt? Do they adapt to the point where they give up their culture, or do they adapt to the point where they um, understand other cultures? Hmm. Good point. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about what does the Filipino American church provide for Filipinos? Um, so I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. What do Filipino churches provide in um, America for Filipinos? Place to have church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I guess I can... I can yeah, start. start it off. Yeah, I can start. So you would have like an idea of what I'm what I'm getting at. Um, so I think like the reason, well, something I liked about Filipino churches, like I think it's beneficial to have Filipino churches in America is, um, and I guess maybe this kind of talks about the beauty, um, going back to our original topic is um, it helped me retain some of my Filipino culture. So I guess Filipino American churches are also beds of Filipino culture where Now you can learn Filipino culture from that um, group, mm. from that place. My parents, they speak Ilocano at home, but in um, the Filipino church, I, that's where I was exposed more to Tagalog and other things that are non-Ilocano um, specific. Um, so they it helped me uh, retain my culture. Some that's of my interesting. Culture. I just thought about this. You know, we've been we were talking a little bit about multi ethnicity, and um, this um, idea that since or this pushback that since Filipinos speak English, we should become more multi ethnic. But in multi ethnicity, you sort of, I guess, there would be a majority language or a majority culture. But a lot of times, it's it's going to become more American culture. 
And if that's the case, and what you're saying is that we learn Filipino culture from Filipino American churches, uh, if we become more American, then we do lose a lot of, uh, it's kind of like we won't have, uh, we won't have Filipino American churches, I guess. Because there won't be places where you will, I mean, it will be one less place where you will learn your Filipino culture. Hmm. Does that make sense? So are you saying that um, the, the the benefit of Filipino American church is that they provide no, I'm a agree- place? I'm agreeing with your, what you're saying. Oh, okay. That it, it provides a place for you to learn Filipino culture. Mm, yeah, yeah. I guess I was just going back to our previous episode where we're saying that there was a pushback where there shouldn't be a Filipino church because it should be a multi-ethnic church. Because they should but, be they should be able to just join an American church. That's right. You can just assimilate, or or the Filipino church when it becomes multi-ethnic would become majority American culture. Hmm. Right. Yeah, so I guess to flesh out your point more is like imagine if I hadn't gone to a Filipino church. Yeah. If my parents had just gone to an American church, how much Filipino culture would I have retained? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, because like if if you become multi-ethnic, you can't have a Filipino culture because that's not the ethnicity of people in that community. Mm-hmm. It's going to become an American culture. In that yeah. sense, it loses its Filipino identity when it becomes multi-ethnic. Yeah. Um, but I guess you could argue that uh, it could still be Filipino culture, um, but have uh, non-Filipinos join who are open to Filipino culture, who are okay with Filipino culture. Yeah, you're you're talking about if a Filipino church became multi-ethnic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a different topic. But it's just it was kind of just adding to your point. You were saying that um it's a no Filipino American churches are like beds for it's like a it's almost like a catalyst for learning Filipino culture or your roots yeah, or who yeah. you are, like your identity. Yeah, um, and I'm and I'm agreeing to that. That yeah, I think that's a good place for you to learn because that's generally where Filipinos gather. You know, it's generally where Filipinos come together, and you are exposed to different um, cultures, different foods, uh, languages. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying <clears throat> that if we were going to go multi-ethnic, then yeah, we would lose more of that. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I definitely learned a lot of Filipino culture from my church. Like even the Filipino music, like if it wasn't for you guys, because you always <laughs> you play, guys. you guys always play uh, bamboo and Francis M. And, uh, <clears throat> wow, we're aging ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, Parokya ni Edgar. Yeah, you know, like I was exposed to that through you guys. So if I was in a multi-ethnic church, I wouldn't have picked that up on my own. Um, maybe you'd have less chances to yeah less chances so yeah there's a lot of um, things that I learned about Filipino culture just from our church yeah yeah and also like there's a a guy I know 
he was in a multi-ethnic church and he's second gen like us, like me. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, he has a daughter and he was thinking like, he wanted to join our church because um, he wanted his daughter to grow up in a like understanding Filipino culture. He didn't want his daughter to not have any um, idea of what Filipino culture is like. Cause he was in a um, interracial marriage. Like his wife mm-hmm. wasn't Filipino. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to go to our church because um, he wanted his daughter to be exposed to Filipino culture. Yeah. I, I can't really think of anything besides the Filipino American church where Filipino American Christians could um, regularly gather in a yeah. sense where it would be an exposure to them and their children about Filipino culture. Yeah. You know, I don't know of any other regular occurring event. Yeah, yeah. But what about the Filipino events like the, for BMAC, for example? Like the Filipino yeah, specific? But, yeah, for, so BMAC is for like e-girls in the US. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's good. But I don't, like, of all the Filipino groups that I know, I think it's only our people group, the BMAC, who actually would meet as regular as that. And even then it's not it's still not as regular as church, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not a weekly event. Mm-hmm. Right? But I think the BMAC thing is also like a intentional part to instill or to teach culture. Yeah, and like I I think I also want to be like um <clears throat> like I would still say that the um <clears throat> the Filipinos from who are non-Christians who don't go to Filipino churches, they they still have those organizations where they do pick up Filipino culture, and yeah, like, yeah. like those <clears throat> Filipino non-Filipino American Christians, they still do retain Filipino culture, even though they're not um, going to a Filipino church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I would just say that um, uh, what, for in my experience, that's where I learned. Yeah, I think in general for second gen Filipinos, without the Filipino American church and with the parents, the first gen assimilating a lot easier, speaking English at home with most Filipinos, it'll be gone. (laughs) I mean, the Filipino trait identity, it'll be gone like quick. What do you mean, gun? Like the I mean, second it, gen? yeah, for this in this with within the second gen. Um, that might not be a bad. I mean, it, it depends how you look at it. Some people might say, "Oh, well, it's okay." Yeah, but I think I, I mean, there are still second gen Filipinos. I know that they they know Filipino culture, though, right? Yeah, but they probably learn it like from their parents, mm-hmm. right? Or they speak it at home. Well, I think the, the way the I language. see it is. They probably have Filipino friends that their parents. Yeah. Um, so that's where they picked it up, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like even in school, right? Like even in school, uh, when you have Filipino um, groups, uh, this is from personal experience, so it's probably not scientific, but it seems like Filipinos who are who immigrated here like young filipinos who immigrated here you know they get together regularly as 
like barcadas. But you can still differentiate them from like second gen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a um, second gen second gen Filipino Americans don't usually uh, gather with them as much. I mean, they might for like a one of those like you know Filipino big Filipino events, like if there's a concert. But not like the weekly thing where they hang out. Oh, okay. So you're you're you know, saying that Filipino churches provide that? Yeah, I think Filipino churches in general would for second gen because it's regular, um, because it meets you know, every week. You would be more exposed. No. Oh, okay. Um, you would be more exposed to Filipino culture without it. I'm just saying, like without it, like. I feel like for you, for example, you would have just gone to like an American church and you'd be okay. You wouldn't even think, maybe you wouldn't even think about, you know, being Filipino American. Mm. You know, you just assimilate and maybe that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the main point is like uh, Filipino churches, um, in my experience, that was like, the main way I picked up some, or I was able to retain my Filipino culture. Not just retain, but like learn Filipino culture. Oh yeah. Yeah. Learn, learn, uh, yeah. Learn Filipino culture. Yeah. And also, yeah, I guess what you were saying too, is like being exposed to first gens. Um, yeah. Like you, I wouldn't been able to, you wouldn't be friends, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not saying that the church is the only place of exposure, but I'm just agreeing to your point that it is a bed of exposure to Filipino culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Filipino no. identity. Yeah, yeah, and connected to that, um, maybe this will be the last thing I point out um, for this episode. But I think wanted to point out is the Filipino church provides like a home for Filipinos. They left their Philippine. They left the Philippines to come here. Um, and like for me, all my relatives are in the Philippines. So I just came here, or I didn't come here, but my parents came them here by themselves. So the only family I have here is my parents and my aunt, who's in Iowa. And But when we were in our Filipino church, um, there was like a sense of this is our family away from home, our family away from home. So the youth group... Um, was like my brothers and sisters or my cousins. The Filipinos in our Filipino church was like our family. Um, mm. So I, like the the family that I missed in the Philippines, um, I, we, I was able to experience that feeling of family in, um, in America. And this is something that one of my, one of the titos at my church said was he, he left, they left the Philippines, they came here. And then um, he'd only... Uh, when when he was at our church, he really saw our church as like family. Uh, so that's yeah. something, that's another benefit of Filipino, for Filipino Americans. Yeah, that's another benefit of Filipino American church for Filipinos, mm-hmm. providing that family. Because I think Filipinos are so familial and collectivist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they come here, they miss um, they miss that. And Filipino churches provide that for them. 
I guess this is kind of like a good topic, you know, for next for the next episode. It's like, is there a benefit to having Filipino culture in the U.S.? Because if there is, then yeah, there it's a good case. It's a good point to have Filipino churches. Mm. Right? Is there a benefit to having multiple cultures in the U.S.? Or yeah, is there not? Well, that's what if the there's no, if there's not, then we should just all become American in culture. Well, that's what America is, though, right? <clears throat> America yeah. is a mix of cultures. Yeah, so it's you know definitely gonna be. It's a it's a good topic to talk about. Mm, yeah. All right. All right. I'll close this. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, please like and subscribe and rate five stars. Thank you. See you. Peace.